Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vivim or it's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he him pronoun. Yeah, he him pronouns. You can follow me. You can you can listen to the game I just ran for the Roll Plus Bond uh, Bond fourth anniversary charity live stream on twitch.tv slash Roll Plus Bond. Uh, I ran Wizards of the Wastes. We made eight thousand over eight thousand dollars for Trans Lifeline mm-hmm. this weekend, and Hell I'm very yeah. proud of all of my friends. If you like Wyatt's sweet succulent voice, <laughs> you should you should hear him playing tabletop games. It's true. Also, it was a, it was a good the game. Show. If you like Howl's Moving Castle, go listen to that game. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> also, you can follow the show on Tumblr, TikTok, and on Twitter at Word of Godcast. Um, content warnings for these episodes will include. Content warnings for this episode include possession, torture, serial murder, fat phobia. Uh, hallucinations, animal death, ableism and sanism, uh, mentions of sexual assault, needles, drugging, mention of abuse, kidnapping, mention of suicide, physical abuse, dismemberment, brief children in danger, death by scalding, uh, death by beheading, chemical erosion, a la how the Leviathan die in a hottest, uh, and season seven typical cannibalism, again with the Leviathan. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com, which you can also do for other questions, comments, and rave reviews. Not that you didn't just do a great job, but today we are talking about episode season seven, episodes fifteen and sixteen, uh Repo Man the and Repo Out Man. with the Old. I let you flounder that time. <laughs> I had them ready. You, I just had to scroll acted, to I just had to scroll to where I was in my notes. You acted like that wasn't gonna be the next thing I said. Well you so say you it before the content warnings. We're switching oh, it up, oh well. I guess. Not this time, baby. All right. Repo Man seven fifteen was written by Ben Edlund. Um the only thing noteworthy in the recap is that we get Lilith back again, which is bizarre until we start the cold open and it says four years ago, which was in fact season three. Um the boys have captured a demon with the help of Nora Havelock, a Wiccan who did some of the research to catch this guy who's been killing women. I think there's an implication that it's specifically fat women um, mm-hmm. because they're about to torture yeah, Lilith-related shrug. info out of him. The demo lets the the demo, the demon lets the vessel front and he's like the sweetest little guy named Jeffrey and he gives his consent for them to do whatever it takes to t- stop the demon the demon takes back over, the Winchesters do in fact torture some info out of him before they exercise him uh, the smoke of his expulsion becomes the splat of the title card which is pretty cool um, Dean drops Jeffrey off at the hospital, says claim he was mugged uh, now we're back in the present Frank t- calls Dean to give him a lead or whatever but we're focused on Sam who's dealing with uh, his hallucination of Lucifer, Hallucifer, um, taunting him by making small talk. Sam does his like hand pressing thing, um, which vanishes Hallucifer, and he then he talks to Dean about this episode's case, which is the return of the ritual murders that the cold open demon was doing. Same town, same mo. This is weird because that demon should like definitely not be back from hell yet because he should be in trouble for snitching. Um, another body drop, so the boys go play fed. Hallucifer gives Sam the name of the cop that they're talking to because it's the same guy, but Sam continues to ignore him. Um, there sure is sulfur at the crime scene. 
The boys go check on Nora Havelock. She's been protecting herself. There's like a fresh painted devil's trap. She's got some handwritten translation of exorcisms, all that. She's on it. Um, she suggests that the demon might return to possess Jeffrey again, so they got to go find him. Cut to Jeffrey. He's in a group therapy meeting with the other members of his halfway house. He's telling them about how he's going to get a new dog today. Uh, when he picks up the dog, Sam and Zine jump him in an alleyway. Nice one, guys. Um, they tell him that the demon's probably back. He asks for the name of the most recent victim, and when they tell him, he gives them another name. Uh, he says the demon had a list planned. He said it was his job. Uh, Dean stays with Jeffrey while Sam goes to the library to hang out with Lucifer. Uh, Jeffrey tells Dean how bad his injuries were post-Winchester and how messed up his life got after that. And then he remembers that the demon had a little lair he might be in if he hasn't gone after Marjorie Willis yet. Uh, Dean says Je Jeffrey doesn't have to go, but he insists... Back to Sam. Lucifer is getting bored. Sam abruptly starts seeing random library patrons smashing their faces into the table, so he does his hand press thing to stop it. Uh, then he sees a guy who is briefly suspicious, but he's just going to make out with the woman, so it doesn't matter. Meanwhile, Jeffrey brings Dean to the lair. Dean tells him stay put. He finds a man tied to a chair who tries to warn him as somebody plunges a syringe into Dean's neck. Uh-oh. Sam calls Dean and gets no response from any of his phones, which is worrying enough that he tells Lucifer to shut up. Um, Sam breaks into Jeffrey's apartment, finds a phone scrambler and some Latin stuff. Not a good sign. He starts talking to Hallucifer as they figure out that this is a demon summoning spell, and he's seen this handwriting before. Uh, he bursts into Nora's place, because it's her handwriting, and they tussle for a hot second before Sam, who's, like, kind of listening to Hallucifer's bad cop advice, um, he gets her to admit that she was forced to find the spell to summon the demon back because her son was kidnapped. That's the guy that Dean just found by Jeffrey. Back to yes. Dean. Jeffrey tells him he actually loved being possessed. He was in love with his demon. Gay mm -hmm. rights. We will talk about this so uh, much, I promise. Um, the demon <laughs> The demon was actually only ever helping Jeffrey fulfill his passion for serial murder. Uh, Nora tells continues telling Sam about how Jeffrey made her do all this stuff. He cut off her son's ear. Um, part of the plan involved making sure that the Winchesters would go to Jeffrey because the spell needs blood of the exorcist to banish the demon, which is Dean. So Sam demands that they do a tracking spell, and Lucifer continues to bother him throughout this. Um, Jeffrey and Dean talk about depression. Jeffrey says that his rehab therapist helped him realize he needed to pursue his goals, which is to say getting his demon back. Uh, off screen, he murders his dog. Um, and then, like, gets yeah. the spell components he needs, including Dean's blood. He does his spell. He is not possessed, but then Nora's son stands up uh, with his eyes black, and he hugs Jeffrey, and then he, like, dances Jeffrey around a little bit and breaks up with him. Jeffrey says no. The demon hits him for it. Sam shows up and fights the demon a little while Dean gets loose. The demon gets stuck in a devil's trap. I really don't understand where this devil's trap came from, but it's fine. Uh -huh. Um Nora comes in behind Sam and exercises the demon from her son as Dean chews Jeffrey. In the denouement, the boys flop down in their motel beds. Dean says some things about mental health that hit a little bit too close for Sam. Speaking of, Lucifer no longer goes away when he does his hand trick because apparently he let him in. He wanted him as a partner and now he's stuck with this. The bed is pretend on fire. The episode ends with a voiceover of Lucifer laughing. What's going on with Sammy this season? <laughs> so this is what Hannibal's about, right? There's a little no, bit more cannibalism so right. There's a line in Hannibal, <laughs> and a lot more gaslighting. Uh huh. Stay tuned in three years for our Hannibal podcast. Oh my god! I mean, I like that that director. Mm hmm. It's a good show. Yeah. I feel. I will say this episode. I feel like is bad mostly because it's in Supernatural. You know. Mm -hmm. like, I was yeah, this as is kind a of story. A, a, I'm a compelled, but because it's Supernatural, I don't. I can't trust it. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? This is an L for Mr. Edlin. Yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah, was into this. His, his best hits. I was into this episode up until the twist. I was like, ooh, this is like a weird, like, serial killer neo-noir episode. Like, this is fun. We haven't gotten this before, really. Like, the vibes are interesting here. And then, of course, we had to have the twist that it wasn't a demon, actually. Man is the real monster. Uh, we, no, let's I'm talk very compelled gay men, I guess. by toxic gay people. I uh-huh. love this idea that this uh-huh. guy is is in love with his demon abuser like that, or, you know, thinks he's in love, whatever, we'll talk about it. But, like, I think there is definitely an interesting story to be told. I don't think Supernatural is the place to tell no. it because no. of the context of the treatment of women and gay people <laughs> and mental uh-huh. health in this, in this show that this episode yeah. can't really, like, undo all of that context for. So... Yeah. They should have gotten Bedlam on Hannibal. <laughs> so true. I'm like curious. Has there been has there been a has anyone interviewed him about this episode? I'll check the trivia section. I don't think so. Sticks the microphone in Bed and Lid's mouth. <gasps> Are you normal about gay people, sir? I'm not seeing anything. Nah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, it's, I mean, do you want to talk about it now, or do we want to talk about it when we get there? Um, I'm going to talk about it now. I think we've already revealed the twist. Yeah. It doesn't need to be part of the yeah. chronology. Yeah. So... <laughs> so, on the one hand, <laughs> hooray, there's real gay people, for real. Uh-huh. On the other hand, it is literally a serial murderer and his demon possessor abuser like it's not good representation um i do think gay people have the right to be in terrible relationships Uh um in fiction i don't (laughs) think spongebob meme I mean, people have the right i don't think they have the right to commit murder they just shouldn't commit murder okay you should try to avoid you should try to avoid them but like if you if you're if you go if you have relationships, you're going to have a terrible one at some point. It's true. Unless you get lucky, I guess. But I love seeing bad, evil people be in love in uh, fiction, not so much in um, the real yes. world. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, I like to, I like to see anyway. people die in fiction. I don't like to see people die in real life either. <laughs> the only thing I can find in the trivia section that might be like relevant to this discussion is that Jeffrey's name might be in reference to Jeffrey Dahmer, but I don't really want to go down that path. I'm going to hope that it's a coincidence. Mm. I mean, he's a a serial killer named Jeffrey. I was wondering Uh about that. Yeah. He's just a little guy, though. I do like that he's just a little little guy. guy. He's just a little guy um, until he isn't. Or un- until he's just a little guy who does terrible yeah. things to women. <laughs> also, there's a thing that's going to continuously confuse me here, because Russell Sams plays Jeffrey, but the guy who plays the kid, uh, his name is Jeffrey. Oh, God. <laughs> the actor's name is Jeffrey He Ballard. doesn't even have a name, that guy. Yeah, the no, he, his just calls name him is Nora's son. son. Yeah, but his name is Jeffrey. <laughs> He looks familiar. Was he in another episode? Um, I do not think so. I don't think he's in anything. Hmm. I mean, he's. I in just feel like I like... recognize him from like an early seasons episode. I'll double check. Yeah. So, hmm. 
not great that one of maybe like three on screen <sighs> canonically gay characters that we've had so far is one a serial killer with weird views about women uh two has is in love with his with the demon that possessed him which is an inherently bad like power imbalance uh-huh. um, and i do think like there's again like the charitable read of this as like an exploration of shitty relationships like there is mm-hmm. something um tasty about the, the like um all the way at the end where um the demon is like you should move on right now i'm i'm breaking up with you um and jeffrey says no and the demon says we don't do no and hits him across yeah. the face like making that abuse textual um mm-hmm. instead of like only you know the fact that it is a, a power imbalance in that way like the, i think that's an interesting writing decision again i wish this wasn't the only gay representation <laughs> in yeah. the show and the idea of somebody like forming like an unhealthy attachment or attraction to the demon possessing their body is like an interesting thing yeah to explore like that's a cool concept just uh, supernatural is so weird about gay people (laughs) yeah like as an as an idea for an episode i think this one was pretty interesting like like up until the twist i was like oh we're getting into the like trauma of what happens to someone who is possessed by a demon on a level much further than the show has ever dealt with before and i'm like oh that's really cool Mm -hmm. that's a great way to do something new and interesting with demons um yeah consequences of the vessel yeah and and even the idea turns out the vessel was fucked up before he met the demon yeah exactly now he's just you know you know there is one way it could have been worse Oh my god. It could have been that, like, the demon turned him on to the murder and he was doing it to, like, imitate the demon. Like, I think that. I feel like that would be worse for gay politics, but this is also, like, there's no implication that, like, the demon turned him gay or whatever. So it's just, like, he was. (laughs) He was dying for. He was evil and. He was secretly burning to murder women. He had the serial killer gene. And now he murders women. And that's another thing, the the gay man having weird things about women and killing women is, I don't know if it's a trope, but it's in the X-Files, so I'm like, is it a trope? Because I don't pay attention. But it just, it's weird to me. Not that bi people don't exist, I mean, uh-huh. I guess bi people can be serial killers if they want to be. Um, <laughs> no, they can't. But it's always like the the weird, like, Freudian... Mm-hmm. psychosexual obsession thing that seems like people often do in in these kind of stories and is probably propagated by the whole it was Jeffrey Dahmer right who who was gay and killed people yes okay i don't do true crime at all so i don't know yeah. this shit but like yeah it just it it tasted a little bit funky in my mouth of like mm yeah i mean it's uh, that's the thing right like it's Dahmer. like it's it's Dahmer. it's also the um the i mean serial killers are so tied up into like psychosexual stuff yeah but in part because of real life examples of people but also just like um because horror is intrinsically interested in what society like is otherizing or is like Mm -hmm. 
is is like feels like distant and like that people like the normative people don't understand and so it's like on a show like this that is very normative like this is how we get a gay character on screen it's mm -hmm. he's a he's a fucked up otherized psychosexual women murderer yeah, there's a very weird line somewhere where he's explaining, like, why he wants to murder women. Um, he says something about, like, their brains make noise. He gets, like, a feeling, yeah. Yeah, he says, it's, okay. It's, like, straight up nothing. Yeah, he has, like, a, the list of women he wants to kill, right? He pretended at first that it was the demon's list, and now it obviously it's been his list all along. He says, for years it was just a game I would play. Every time I'd walk by one of them in the street or see one on my mail route, there's a sound that comes from their brains, you know that? Only I can hear it like an evil little steam whistle. Every time I saw one, I'd follow her, take down her address. Absolutely baffling fucking thing to say. Um... Yeah. Is like is Especially is he talking about all women? All women or is this or like just fat women? Like what is Yeah. What is it's the, very the, the, strange. The deal here? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I like guess... obviously this isn't like him being psychic and actually picking up on a steam mm -hmm. whistle from fat women's brains. This is just like I guess this is mental illness. Like, what else? What other explanation is there for this? Yeah. And like, really not loving the way that that is being correlated here. Yeah, no, the whole everything to do with with mental illness and and physical trauma is like not great. Yeah, I, I wish mean, I for Go the on. sake of this being the boys' show. You know, this is the Sam show supposedly, and this is definitely a Sam episode. And in order to parallel the fact that Dean is ableist to people with mental illness and sam is currently going through something that is analogous to mental illness like they needed to to pull that string uh-huh um i kind of wish they hadn't pulled that string you know mm -hmm. or at least pulled it in a better way yeah i wish i knew more on the scholarship around the depiction of serial killers in fiction it's just not something that mm -hmm. interests me at all so i like yeah i wish i had more to say here on the matter of how this is depicted but it's just not like a type of media that i engage with very often yeah we know we know enough to be like it's weird everything else you can go to a horror podcast for i guess yeah, I, w I just i wish i had an example of like doing it well or like how you even would do it but like i don't know because yeah. i don't because it's not something that i uh, it's not something i'm familiar with which which part are you looking for an example for just oh just the idea of like how you write about a serial killer things that are real in a way that does not end up like going into like ableist zones i guess mm -hmm. yeah because like the the very idea of serial killers are fundamentally lurid right mm -hmm. yeah oh the horror genre yep i will say for this episode i think that it's not making the claim that, you know, people with mental illness are going to be no um, dangerous. Because it's just like, here's a particularly the, fucked up guy. It's just that Sam and Dean are, you know, wandering along those lines where Dean will say something shitty and Sam is sitting there like, I wonder if that also applies to me. Yeah. Which they've done since, you know, season one. So yeah. it's not only yeah. that, but it's not great when those things happen along lines of like real life, you know, axes of oppression. Yep. Yeah. 
It's okay, all, well, do we want to talk about the actual the, episode? The other now? thing I wanted to talk about here, I was just thinking about this during this conversation, and also in mm-hmm. regards to our last mentally ill villain from the last episode. Um, oh, it's always kind of a bummer to me that we always. I mean, we get more of. We have Jeffrey throughout the episode, but Jeffrey is opaque on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of like who he actually is. Um, same for what's his face from last time, Mister Mister Howard. Howard, thank you. I think it's his name. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it's always just a shame to me that these characters who could be interesting, you could do interesting things with them, or at least have there have a bit more meat, even if it's bad. We always only mm-hmm. just get five minutes of them at the end of the episode, and there's only so much you can yeah. do with that. Because the show is not interested in showing the interiority. The show is interested in maintaining the status quo. Mm-hmm. And using and whatever of happens in the episode in t- to play yeah. off of the Sam and Dean relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it would be yeah. cool if we had... Of course, it's focused had... on the main characters, like, whatever, but... I, the one time... I don't know. It'd be cool if we had a human villain again. Like, it's not like Gordon was good um or uh who was the cop what was the cop's name again henrickson henrickson thank you henrickson i do think was good i liked i liked henrickson's whole thing a lot um i miss i miss having human villains that exist for multiple episodes yeah yeah remember when characters could sometimes survive the last five minutes There's only two genders, dying in the first five minutes of a Supernatural episode and dying in the last five minutes of a Supernatural episode. Like, I miss uh-huh. Bella. I miss Bella, I miss Bella so much. And she wasn't much. even a villain, but, like, she was a problem for the boys. She was a villain. just kill her in five minutes. I don't think of her as a villain. She I know, did whatever but the she show wanted. thought of her as one. I believe in women's I miss lives. fucking Ruby. We had her for three seasons. That's yeah. crazy. And the thing is, is like I, I want, I want to talk. I will talk about this more when we talk about the next episode. But I like the Leviathans. I think the Leviathans are fun. But uh, mm-hmm. the problem with Once problem you get with over Dick the inherent ridiculousness. Yes. Uh, yeah. Tell the idea the with Dick. The the idea of monsters that are like infiltrating society on this level and at, at this degree of organization is very interesting. Um, the problem with Dick is that he's too elevated to interact with the boys that often. Like the the few scenes we've gotten with them have been good, but like mm-hmm. he's not around very much because he's got all his flunkies and they just keep dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not interested in making house calls like Crowley is. Yeah. I miss Crowley. I miss Ka- God damn it. There's like nobody I in the show Crowley. I don't miss because yeah. everybody's fucking dead. <laughs> well, is Crowley dead? Crowley's no, not dead. he's just he's hiding okay. under a rock or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I could He's keeping remember. the demons out of their way. That's it. Oh yeah, that's right. He's he's staying away from Dick. <laughs> yep. He's a travesty. <laughs> we are no better than Sarah Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> we really aren't. <laughs> <laughs> me at the beginning of this season oh the dick jokes are just so tiring me now <laughs> listen All I am right. a child I know this let's go anyway. chronologically <sighs> yeah. I think that the funniest part is that the cold open expects you to like play along that Jensen and Jared looked like this in season 3 they I didn't know. even yeah. like shave down his sideburns a little bit nothing yeah <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. You don't remember it's what they look like. It's been seven They're years. It's just silly. It's a dark room. It's very dark. 
Also, this episode Dean is very didn't dark. sound like this. Like, this is Jensen has changed his voice since this. <laughs> it's fine. He did not sound like this in season three, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> this was before. It would have been really funny, actually, if exactly. It would have been really funny if he had like gone back to his season three voice for the cold open, and it was like, "Whoa, what happened to Dean?" <laughs> have you guys seen that clip where Jensen does his cast impression, and it's just like, no. I, I don't even know what words to use it to describe it besides homophobic. Like Great. <laughs> Find it. I'll watch it during I the will break. Look for it. Um See, you can't tell me that the angel wasn't gay all along because Jensen Ackles was microaggressing him. <laughs> um not a lot to talk um, about in the cold open. Um I liked the uh I wrote, I liked this murder guy, and I wrote in quotes, gonna scoop you out. So he says something like, I'm gonna scoop out your organs or whatever. It was a good delivery on that line. Yeah. Um, scoop you out like a pumpkin is what he said. Yeah. Dean's like, your scooping days are over. <laughs> He's so dumb. Uh, shout out to Nora for being the most normal person in the room. Uh-huh. She's, he says, uh, you should meet the owner of this fleshy temple, a puppy of a man. You'll like him. That's kind of fun. I do think it's kind of fun that he's like, hee hee, they don't know. I will say that the actor that for Jeffrey evil. and the demon is great. Oh, he yeah. does a great job with this. Oh, yes. yeah. He's a good job. He's he's selling it. What it is isn't great, but he's selling it. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, I like that they actually get consent from the vessel to torture him. Uh huh. I also like. Um, that's crazy. They should do this every single time, and like, it is I like crazy Jeffrey. that He's they don't. He's a decent guy. He just signed off on his temple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how we used to talk all the time about how like the show forgets that the demons have human humans in them, except for when they Bedlin decide it did matters not forget. again. Bedlam did not forget. Mm-hmm. Also, remember two seasons ago when Dean torturing was a, like a, a major. Yep. Literally. No, yeah. Now it's just like well. They need some information. Actually, this was... No, you know what? This happened in, in Season 3 timeline, so it was this before was... Hell. So I'll allow it. Yeah, sure. When he was still an amateur. <laughs> I don't know. He did beat the shit out of him pretty well. They did use to torture demons a lot. Here, I'm going to skip ahead a bit and find where he talks about the injuries he got. His like face um... is real jacked up, isn't it? Here we go. Jeffrey said when they dropped him off at the ER, he had three smashed fingers, five teeth missing, a broken wrist, broken nose, broken cheekbone, broken collarbone. He had to get 160 stitches. Yeah, they annihilated that. That's pretty bad. Um, The doctor apparently said that he looked like he got caught in the Spanish Inquisition. Yep. Which, I mean, yeah, they they tortured people. Mm -hmm. And Dean's response to that is, and we're the good guys. I'm going to punch your face in. Mm. Are you, though? Are we the baddies? No one expects the Spanish Inquisition guilt trip. <laughs> I do. I did like that line as far as, like, because, yeah, the demons are worse, but it's it's just Dean being, like, acknowledging, like, yeah, it's a fucked up world. Mm-hmm. At least he's acknowledging it. No. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that scene. That scene's not for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Back up. Um, my next note is I don't know when the the place pops up with the the place that they're in, but they're in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yep. I've been there. 
It's um after they drop him off at the ER, then we're back in the present day, and it tells us that, and with gives us the location at the same time. Yeah, they got a call from Frank. Yeah. I really like the little Lucifer in the background. I know Mark P. Lucifer has, like, is good in this episode. A reputation, mm-hmm. but he is good in this episode. Yeah, unfortunately, worst guy you know acted good. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just like fucking he around in the background, job. bothering Sam. Literally all the time. Yep. Yeah, he's like, hmm, avocado grime takes years to build up a patina like this. <laughs> oh, sorry, backing up to the cold open. Can we talk about the camera work during the torture? Oh sure. my god, I was gonna say, the directing is not it. <laughs> all I, Yeah, all I really want to say is just, please God, why? Uh, <laughs> There's like weird, shaky... I don't even know what. Yeah, uh, it, it's drunk. That's it. Um, this is directed like by Thomas J. Wright, and this is his first uh, episode directed in Supernatural. Uh, next up, he'll have two episodes in season eight, three in season nine, two in season ten, three. In, oh my God, he gets more. Yeah, he he, um, he will direct a lot more 10, episodes. Yeah, he has he has a bunch of episodes until season fourteen. Um, he hopefully he knows better after this one. Hopefully he, he learns. Well. He is another constant TV director since the 80s. Um, he directed... <laughs> he made these uh, decisions? He directed a bunch of Millennium episodes, uh, some Dinotopia, Smallville, One Tree Hill, Castle, NCIS, I think X-Files. Hello? Yeah, three X-Files episodes. Girl, were you drunk when you directed this? I mean, the point, the thing that is being expressed here through this is the the horror of the torture, and so you're supposed to be in the mind of the character unsettled, who is also unsettled and queasy, etc. It's not great, but it's, like, understandable. No, it just looks kind of silly. No, it, yeah. Yeah, it totally took me out of the fiction. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Um. This call with Frank is the, um, this episode's... Are we going to do the season plot this episode? Uh, nope, we're nope. doing a filler monster of the week. It's great. I love when they do that. Yeah, we had that last no, time. No, Sam, too. we can't do the plot this week. Well, the plot's kind of here in terms of Lucifer, but... No, no, the, you know, the big bad. No, I know. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, we, we still have that Sam's line. personal plot is yeah. here. Oh, there is something interesting. One more thing about the call open is... uh. Dean trying to coach Jeffrey into not talking about the demons. He's like helping him get him get his story. He's like, "You were mugged." That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Te- that's not the, technically the cold open, but yeah, the first scene after it. Oh, I guess you're right, but but yeah, in the flashback still. Yeah. Also, um, the reason Dean drops Jeffrey off by himself is because Sam stayed back to clean up the crime scene, which is <laughs> convenient. We get uh-huh. a little explanation that sometimes they do, in fact, clean up their messes. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't want any more collateral damage than they've already caused. This was only season three. This, uh... Yeah, the FBI was still after them at this point, right? Uh, wait, maybe? Uh, maybe. Lilith, it's yeah, that lines up. Season three, so. That lines around up, because Lilith is the one that killed Henriksen. Henriksen yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say this, Frank, uh, I-, I love a one-sided conversation on a phone that you have to deconstruct. Dean's like, I don't care that they've infil- infiltrated the luxury boat industry, Frank. And he says, great, call Kanye. Yeah. Don't call Kanye. Don't call Kanye. Uh, no. Does not, 
does is not funny in 2020. Yeah, it did not age well. Mm-mm. Anyway. Um, my next note is when they go talk to the cop um, and Lucifer recognizes him. I think that's great because we know that Lucifer yeah. is not really here. Pretty much we know that. Um, so it's fascinating to me that Sam like subconsciously externalizes yeah. his own memories in the face of Lucifer. Like yeah. that's so cool. I Yeah, I really mm-hmm. like that too. I wrote that down. And Sam's refusal to actually like listen to what Lucifer is saying because – he he understands that Lucifer is probably right because he's telling him the name very insistently, mm-hmm. um, but he won't just take it, take the hints and be like, "Oh yeah, Detective Sutton, I remember you." He's like, "What was your name again?" And the guy goes, "Detective Sutton." No. Really good. Lucifer also, is Lucifer such a child in this episode. Yeah, Lucifer sticks out his tongue and it's forked. It's really funny. Yeah, he has a fourth tongue. That's one of my favorite bits about Lucifer in this show. Like, back in 2014, before, like, Mark Pellegrino, you know, back when he was just singing Sweet Transvestite in, at cons and, like, not everything else, I don't know if he was saying bad shit back then. I don't know. I don't watch con videos. Uh, don't tell me. Um, back then, it was a, this is a great episode for the Lucifer girlies. Mm-hmm. And they existed. <laughs> yeah. Lucifer girlies, if you're still out there, get better taste. (laughs) I like this detective. Yeah, he's a little guy. Mm -hmm. He's very gregarious. Mm -hmm. His actor isn't in much, but his name is Aurelio Aurelio Denunzio, which is a great name. That explains why he sounds Brooklynese. Uh huh. Yeah. It's the. I'm like, this is Ohio. This is Idaho. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is a. I. I love that our Wiccan has her like website up on a banner on her back wall yeah i know it's weird it's like you're in the store just in case they want to like and follow on facebook that's true (laughs) i mean it's probably like uh what is this This is 2012 it's probably squarespace it's probably a squarespace website (laughs) squarespace has been around for that long i'm pretty sure it has been i just wasn't sure if it was a startup from like 2013 when it suddenly popped up in every YouTuber's ad break. It was founded in 2003. I don't know yeah. when it was, like, popularized. Interesting. Anyway, I don't know anything about internet history. I feel like I was listening to podcasts with, podcasts with Squarespace ads back in 2012. Probably. It's all Squarespace and HelloFresh. <laughs> I have to think back to, like, when I listened to the Adventure Zone balance. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was Welcome like, what, what, kind of, what kind of ads were the McElroys throwing? That's a good no, gauge right. of what was popular Squarespace. on the internet at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely Squarespace. We're going to be here for hours. <laughs> um. Anyway, Nora points Wiccans. out that their phones aren't working. Sam's like, yeah, uh, phone issues. And Dean goes, it's a monster problem, really. He's such a loser. He's so Sam stupid. gives him like a look for that one. It wasn't even funny. I love a man who thinks he's funny when he's really, really not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that the Wiccan, um, I like that Nora has, like, a huge, um, devil's trap that she just painted. She's like, all right, I'm getting ready for this. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, I just love whenever they have- She's a final girl. Whenever they run into anyone that, like, knows what's up, it's good. Mm-hmm. That's because everybody should. We've covered this. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. 
it's just fun. It's fun when they talk to other people that yeah, know the monsters satisfying. are real, and it's like, yeah, I'm your I'm your Bobby for this episode. I'm here to give you a hand. Wow. Rip, rip to a king. I was expecting some some Bobby ghost stuff to show up in these two episodes, and it did not. No, we're not allowed to. They're letting that one cook. Um, next up, I think uh, was there anything else about this Wiccan scene? No, I'm good. All right. Next up, we have no. Jeffrey at his halfway house. Yep. yep. His like um, he's at his uh, group therapy. Yeah, the facilitator Alan is played by uh, a man of color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy saying, "I want to talk about Cinemax. We're grown men. We pay rent. Why can't we get Cinemax?" So true. Let the men have their porn, guys. It's funny. They use a lot of therapy speak, and then he goes to get yeah. his dog. Yeah. Yeah. Puppy. This is sad. A little tiny puppy. Everything to do with this dog so is sad. Um, the, the, at this point, it becomes clear that Jeffrey has a limp. I don't know if he had a limp before the Winchesters beat the shit out of him, but I am choosing to believe that it is because of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I assumed. Yeah, we don't have any text either way. This is a really good dog. I just want to shout Thank out this you. dog for, for being a good dog. <laughs> um, good speaking of, when Sam and Dean jump him... Uh, Jeffrey's like, oh, you scared scared my dog. dog. And Sam's like, um, we did not want to do that. He's a sweetie. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're, to to be fair to them, they thought he was possessed again. I do like that after they grab him and he's like, ah, ah, they're like, Jeffrey, is that you? You in there? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even bother to, like, splash him with holy water. No, they just, like, trusted that he was not possessed. (laughs) Another time they could have said Christo and didn't. His delivery on, ah, you scared my dog. It's really good. You scared my dog. It's so funny. I love it. (laughs) Make sure what? That I peed my pants today? Watching this over again, knowing that he's a a psycho killer, Keskase, is is fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, in the next scene, when they're like, I guess they go to his apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fun uh, like the the composition of the shot is fun because we see them all like standing alongside each other, but then Lucifer is just like sitting off on the left on the side of the couch, just like mm-hmm. he's just there with the boys. He's just there. Out. He's chilling with the boys, cracking mm-hmm. open a cold one. Sam's head. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even funny. Why are you guys laughing? I thought it was funny. I'm posting the shot <laughs> it was in reps. Okay. He's just chilling. Bing chillin'. Bing chilling. He's just hanging out. That is a good shot composition. Uh-huh. Dean says that Jeffrey has a state assigned to dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, like, social which worker. Which is something. Yeah. Oh, uh, there is a thing that didn't work for me, which is when um Sam does his thing to get rid of Lucifer. I do, I do like that he's like, ah, don't bother, I'll just leave. But the, the effect they did for him, they didn't need to do that. He could have just disappeared. I don't need, like, a magic fancy effect on that. Yeah. My issue is I hate Jared's face. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I just hate the face he makes when he does Get it. Get his ass. <laughs> like, I'm not sorry. Anyway. Let's there must see. have been another cinematographical uh, thing, because my next note is the cinematography in this episode is really something. <laughs> um... But I have no idea what past me was talking about mostly shot reverse shot in the scene and they're just talking about the plot um then we go to the library uh i was like it's the library this is the uh champlain heights branch of the vpl 
Um, I know this because I'm a librarian now. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm working a on it. A librarian in training. Uh-huh. Well, baby. But we were literally just talking about this library in my class, which is fun. Oh, my God. So I've been here. Like, I recognized this place immediately when <laughs> Sam walked in. Oh, I hope this goes without saying, but this is not what Coeur d'Alene looks like. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> At least not Vancouver the area I like. went to. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene is like a day trip town. I don't know if anybody from an actual city knows what that means, but... Wyatt, you pro you've probably been to a day trip town. Yeah? It's like yes. one of those towns with just like a bunch of little novelty shops and yes, shit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Where rich people go to spend the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what Coeur d'Alene is. At least the part I, I was in. Yeah, I mean, Richmond I technically has one of those, like, off to the side as, like, like tacked onto it. Anyway, oh, the in the library, um, <laughs> Sam is, like, trying to keep an eye on this woman who's going to be the next victim, supposedly. Lucifer keeps making fat jokes about her. She's not, like, she's not even fat. Like, No, no we just need to she's establish like a normal, that, healthy that the woman. serial killer has a type, even though... We uh -huh. literally cannot put fat people on TV. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, have, like, hire a, hire a fat actress. Yeah, like, you, you did it for the whole, like, lab thing with the Leviathan. Like, I know you, I know you have them. No, you can't put actual fat people who are uh -huh. desired. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do like her, her, like, uh... He's not a punk, Shitty but porn he's dialogue. like. Oh, that, I mean, the... that too. That was funny, yes. But uh, that guy, he was fun. There's a bit later where he's like just chilling, waiting for her to get off of work. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Um. So anyway, sure. I think I forgot to finish my yeah, train of did. thought. Um. Sam is trying to keep an eye on her. Uh, and Lucifer is just like sitting in the way and Sam knows that he's not there so he should be able to see through him but he can't because he is seeing Lucifer anyway so he's just like scoots over a little bit and Lucifer scoots over a little bit and he scoots over uh -huh. a little bit and Lucifer scoots over a little bit come on Sam talk to me it's really good <laughs> all the Lucifer stuff talk in this to me, episode I'm bored. is really fun mm -hmm. what's the thing you can, like, they were like <laughs> you know what this episode really needs Mark Pellegrino. It's true. When he when they walk into the thing, doesn't he doesn't he go like people don't read anymore? Yeah, he says. He yeah, he's just he's just like you. Did, my my guy, you were locked in a cage for a billion years. People didn't know how to read, but like, what are you talking about? No, he says also, specifically. You're, in a library, there's you're like right. We in don't here. read anymore. So he's saying mm, like he's reading oh. Sam's mind. I um, thought he meant and we Sam as is being in... judgy. Yeah, yeah. I thought he meant we as in humanity, but I guess he means uh people these I don't days. think he would include himself in humanity. He hates humans. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is I mean, he he's not here. Sam. It's Sam like this is it's not actually Lucifer. But Sam knows that Lucifer hates uh Yeah, humans. sure. Anyway. Anyway, it's a fun scene in the library. Yes. When we're back to Dean mm -hmm. and Jeffrey. Um <laughs> Go on. Do I think there have... was another thing in the library I wanted to mention, but oh no, go ahead. Oh no, like, right. Sorry, because they, they they split it up, so it's fine. Go back yeah, to it's interrupted. Um, Jeffrey and Dean. Uh, this is where I said in the synopsis. Jeffrey tells him what's happened to him so far since, um, where you know he was beat to shit and yeah. then he got like fixed up, but he lost his job, his health insurance. Yeah. He started a drinking problem. 
had some kind of mental break and then he started to talk about what happened what actually happened and he's like oh come on man basic mistake and so um quote drunk tank to psyche val to 72 mm. hour force hold to a nice long stay at an institution of their choice and jeffrey's like yeah um do we have comments or are we just gonna leave that there i mean that's why you told them not that's... to say anything yeah it's the world of the show and i mean the state is always very very um keen on putting you in a psych ward if they if yep. they feel it necessary yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch before. Whenever they, whenever they, uh, whenever it comes up about mm -hmm. whenever we do a, a psych episode. Well, yeah, but also just like whenever the boys talk about the fact that they can't tell anyone about monsters is because this is the this is the threat, right? Is the state locking mm -hmm. you up? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like the yeah, that's fair. Nightmare. <laughs> I mean, it's the anarchist nightmare too. I don't want the state to lock me up. That's true, actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Handshake, I guess. <laughs> this is the real um. horseshoe theory. <laughs> anyway, Dean anyway. says um, that the same thing has happened to friends of mine, which yeah. I guess is what happened to Martin, maybe? Although Martin really yeah. had more, like, he did have a psychotic break. He wasn't just like mm -hmm. pe accused of making things up and sent to yeah. He checked incarceration. Yeah, I didn't get the sense that it was referencing any specific characters we know, but more just like yeah, Dean's been through this, and I was like yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he knows how it is. Yeah, I, I just I like when the show acknowledges that like yeah, you know, people are left in the wake of these things, and of course like. We talk all the time about how the boys never check back in on the people who do learn that monsters are real, um, and so I like the few the few times when they do, and this kind yeah, of implies okay. that Dean has sometimes, at the very least. Mm -hmm. Um, in hindsight, this conversation is nothing because Jeffrey yeah. is lying about everything. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, assume say, like you saved my life, I owe you for it. I owe a lot of people for getting even this far, which would be a nice sentiment if he weren't yep. a lying murderer. Yep. Yeah, this is where I wrote in my notes, like, hey, I think this episode is good. And then later I was like, eh, maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, wow, a sympathetic portrayal of, like, the aftermath of possession. No. No, it isn't. Yeah. It's, no. It went in a very different direction, which is not a bad direction, but is not the direction that Supernatural I do I know, like has the, the capacity way... for, I guess. What's up? I do like the way he starts luring Dean there, because he's like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Dean's like, why didn't you tell us this? And he says, I didn't want to go. And Dean's like, you don't have to go. We'll handle it. And he's like, I do. I have to. Like, nice reverse psychology there. Mm -hmm. uh, cut back to the library, which this is the scene I wanted to uh, talk about, um, which is first, <laughs> we got Lucifer in the background just like reading from a book that he throws aside. It's like about rainfall. Um, and then he starts making Sam think that everyone in the library is like smashing their heads. And mm -hmm. that was scary. That was like, ooh, okay, this is actually effective. This is spooky. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was it was unpleasant to watch in yeah. a good way. And you like like it was good to watch Sam like sit there and be like, No, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm not gonna react because I know this isn't real. Yeah. I know this isn't real. I just need to sit here and wait for it to stop because I know it's not real. Yeah. Like he's getting more and more anxious as it goes on, and of course yeah, to the, the point where the eventually he does line. snap at Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, 
the the clear line that this is like because Lucifer got bored and like the impression, yep. the implication that this is just like what what it was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is when he he this is when he's like, come on, Sam, pay attention to me. I'm bored. When he reappears and he's like fidgeting around. Mm-hmm. Um, he is such a child. <laughs> and then Sam goes to be like, what's happening to this woman? And sees that she's making out with her boyfriend. Right here are my discontinued totally periodicals. <sighs> funny <laughs> get it girl uh-huh so true get that dog. um we respect it jeffrey leaves his dog in the car and was like here's some jerky stay dean's like things not gonna pee in here is it and jeffrey's like uh i don't know <laughs> which is funny it's mm-hmm. fine dean this isn't even your car you're gonna have a new one next week yep right it isn't even the impala i miss the impala so true. We all miss the Impala. I miss Cass. I miss Cass. I miss Cass and the Impala. I miss when the license plate said K-A-Z. <laughs> so true. Maybe I just missed season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having Stockholm Syndrome from bad TV. <laughs> from worse TV due to worse from TV. From worse TV. From worse TV. Um, uh-huh. I don't have I any when notes. Bugs was the worst that this show had to offer. <laughs> I don't have any notes on Dean showing up and finding Nora's yeah. son and getting like, attacked oh by no, Jeffrey. Gasp. It's just that's what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was I a good switcheroo. Like, yeah. Like I like how um, Dean's, Dean's voicemail message is leave your name, number, and nightmare at the tone. He's such a loser. Uh-huh. It's cute. Oh, my note here is my here my note here in my notes was well, guess they found it when Dean shines his flashlight across the warehouse and the windows are just absolutely plastered with demonic like graffiti. Yeah. Just like so every funny. inch of them. It's like they really went above and beyond here. They could have just like sprayed one big symbol on the windows or something, but no, there's like hundreds of them. There's so many. I want to know what's Yeah, but, set. like, we really need to make it clear yeah. that this is some, like, demonic freaks layer. I want to know what set designer, like, went truly above and beyond here. He's like, okay, I'm going to spray every unholy symbol I know. Literally. Um, The framing around the sun being tied to the chair with the, with the, he's got, like, chains. It's not rope, it's chains. That's fun. Uh, It's, like, has a real ominous note, and it's, like, he gets up, and it's like, ah, watch out. And it's like, oh, no, what's happening? And then... It's like, was the demon in him all along? No, he's just... The, the demon that's in him is the serial killer, Gene. <laughs> Which, by the way, to be clear, for those who don't know, that's a that's a Riverdale reference. Oh my god. One of the many things to make uh, fun of Riverdale about. It's maybe one of the funniest things to ever be in a television show. Yeah. Um, this I is where Sam... made those actors say that shit with a straight face. So Lu- this, this is, is where Lucifer helps Sam solve, solve the case, right? Yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam is worried about Dean, and Dean, Lucifer is like, "Oh no, so he's probably dead," you know. And Sam's like, "Goes shut up and walks away." And Lucifer goes, "He said shut up to me," uh-huh. um, which is fun. Which is fun. Um, he's literally performing for an audience of none. <laughs> yeah. Then they they go break into Jeffrey's apartment together. Lucifer is still talking out him. Sam doesn't say anything yet. Um, but then as he leaves Jeffrey's place, he starts talking to Lucifer, like mm-hmm. as a back and forth conversation. They're solving the case together. Yeah, this is where this is where it's I particularly particularly wrote. Um, oh, this is this this episode might be good. <laughs> Sam and Lucifer solving crimes together is fun. 
Um, yeah. Can you imagine if you told season one, Sam, what was going to happen in this uh-huh, episode? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, to, to be clear, specifically what Lucifer helps him with is uh, the, the fact that there's tranquilizers in their blood and, like, why does the demon need that? And Sam's like, oh, no. <laughs> I like that he goes, so why does he need the tranks? Think he's got a bad back? <laughs> so dumb. Oh, I do want to point out that um, Lucifer... When he's saying, like, come on, Sam, talk to me, his whole thing, he says he misses the rapier wit, the wittier rape, which, mm, yeah, devoid of context, yeah. I do like the wordplay. It yeah. is fun to switch around letters. We are once again, however, um, metaphorically invoking sexual violence when we're referring to other forms of violence, which Supernatural keeps doing, especially with the the Sam's torture situation, um not a fan mm-hmm. in general. No. Yeah. Not out of character for Lucifer to say though. So I'll I'll allow no. it, I guess, grudgingly. Begrudgingly. Um like so I can't be mad at the devil for saying uh-huh. something bad. Uh-huh. Uh I, I he's like, "Hmm, a cell phone scrambler." But Lucy, those are illegal. He's so funny and for no reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, he goes, hmm, Latin, not suspicious at all. He's so stupid. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the, the way that we move from Lucifer talking at Sam, and then Sam's voiceover, and he's walking, and we, we like, as as we hear it, we see that he's walking and talking to Lucifer. Yes. Um, I think is effective directing in the fact that, like, it transitions the scene smoothly, so we don't know exactly at what point he started talking to Lucifer. Yeah. Um. And like it, it smooths that descent. You know, Sam is falling back into this mm-hmm. relationship, um, in a way that I think is very effective. Yeah, mm-hmm. the 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 way they're like, I know this handwriting together. Yeah, yeah. at the yeah. same time. Um, this shot uh, on this street corner at night is my favorite um shot in the episode. Uh, this is where I'm like, oh, this is like a neo noir. The colors here are just fun. Um, with the way Can it's lit. Shot, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm question. putting it in refs. The like, um, they're really small in this alleyway, and there's like steam and smoke everywhere, and like neon lights from the shop. The yeah, there's a big cross. Like, it's great. It's a good location. They're like bathed in like like it's white. Yeah, I like light. all the fire yeah. escapes behind light. them. Mm-hmm. Complicated. Mess. Once again, I don't know. Delicious. Uh, I don't think this is what Cornelian looks like. No. <laughs> I don't think a town with less than fifty-six thousand people has much in the way of apartment buildings. Yeah, this is. And this is. Let me check. I haven't checked SBN locations in a while. Let me. Let me see where. Uh, let me see if they know where this was shot. What. What uh, street in Vancouver this was. In the meantime, uh, we go. We go meet Miss Wiccan again, right? <laughs> yeah. Sam bursts in. She hits him over the head. Um, Lucifer goes, "Ay, caramba, mi cabeza." Yeah. <laughs> When when Sam walks in, Lucifer like shakes his head at him, like as if he's trying to warn him. He's like, "Don't just walk yeah, in." Anyway, they, they they do the reveal. Um, Lucifer spends this whole scene saying, "Like Sam, beat her up, beat her yep. up, do it, Sammy, kill him, <laughs> get him." <laughs> um, and he does in fact threaten her to get her to speak. So again, like blurring the lines of where. Sam's decisions are coming from. Mm-hmm. 
Lucifer is the devil on his shoulder. <laughs> this is 525 Dunsmere Street. Well, that's really precise. Gotta yep. take a note of that for Charlie. <laughs> Docs <laughs> Lucifer. I don't know if uh, I don't know if she's gonna get that job. She got a different one. It looks it looks different than it did like ten years ago, unfortunately, based on Street View. But it is it is funny that shout out to SBN Locations for finding the exact street that this was filmed on. Literally. Um, get the person uh, who wrote SPN right... locations a job yeah. at the SPN. Seriously, like, seriously. Um, it's right near the um, the uh, oh, is it not here anymore? No, it's not. Never mind. I'll cut that out. Oh, uh, what's next? Next. Oh up, yeah, he have... like scares her a little bit. Oh, okay. I thought you meant after the scene. Oh, uh, sorry. I just, I just meant. I remember you saying in the, in the, in the synopsis, you're like, he, he does it a little bit. He's a little bit intimidating. He's a jerk. He does a bad cop routine. Yeah, because he like, like you should be more scared of me than the serial yeah. killer who kidnapped your son. Because I yeah, can and then him right this second. Well, no, because he doesn't know that yet. He's like, whatever it is, okay, you no, should be a lot more scared right. of me. And then, like, he's got his like scary, angry face. And then she starts crying. Goes, "It's my son." And then, like, his face totally changes, and he immediately feels guilty about what he just did. Uh, it's good. Yeah. I like that he breaks a little bit. Like, he listens to Lucifer and it immediately goes wrong for him when he realizes that he's been a huge asshole. Yeah. When he's saying all that mean stuff, Lucifer does, like, a little yes yeah. and nod. Sickos. He a little yeah, thing literally. His... Lucifer's just know. doing sickos. Yeah, Lucifer, Lucifer is the guy, at the, the sickos guy at the window, yes. <laughs> um, Are we back to Dean and Jeffrey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is where he does his whole villain reveal speech. Yeah. Did you ever think maybe I love being possessed? I love the connection, the power, and I loved him. Love of my life, actually, which is the bit that gets in all the gay uh, representation GIF sets. Um, <laughs> did you ever realize I was a gay little freak? <laughs> it awoke something in him. He says he Not liberated just the serial me. killer. Started me on my true life mission. Um, and Dean's like, oh, okay, so you're the serial killer. Um, no. And he says, I was nothing before he found me, a shadow too scared to do what I was brought here to do, too timid to live up to my true potential. Um, interesting that the way that he framed it when he was talking about the demon was, or when he was pretending it was the demon, was like, it, he said it was his job, and I was like, yeah, it was my calling. I'm, I'm no. brought here to do this. Like, there is mm -hmm. something interesting there that I don't think is anything to talk about. It's just... yeah. Poking at it, mm -hmm. turning the rock over Destiny. to 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 squish to squint at the little slugs. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, don't Dean them. makes a gross joke about what makes people uh -huh. violent. I guess it's just like some child abuse joke. Yeah. To which Jeffrey says, "You shouldn't trivialize other people's pain." Yeah, tell him that was a sucky thing yeah, to Dean. say, Dean. Mm -hmm. The serial killer has a point. This is where he killer. talks about his weird, like, sound that comes from the brain thing. Um, I like his magic, his, like, wheelie magic ritual table. Mm -hmm. He's got it on casters. It's great. Yeah, it's got a big, like, brazier on it that he just, like, squirts gasoline onto to light the fire. I love a good mixture of, like, modern technology and, like, magic shit. There's, like, a bunch of sigils around solutions. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
my last note is just, oh, Supernatural, you are so weird about gay people. So that's about what I have to contribute. Yeah, okay. So Nora gives Sam some more exposition. Then they do the traction Shows spell. The they ear. show up. Nothing happens in the scene that I'm concerned about. Um, I like the lighting in the scene. to be here, I guess. There's like a red-orange glow on both of their faces. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, but they they have to get a tracking spell. It's it's the, the bloody plot plot got to move along. Um, mm -hmm. Jeffrey talks to Dean about his problems. Torture, yeah, his torture problems. <laughs> his torture problem, yeah, for real. Um, he says that that scene was pretty revealing for the Winchesters. God, uh -huh. you were so desperate to fix the world back yeah. then. It kills you that people keep getting hurt and you just can't stop it. Or should I say it's killed you? Which... I, that Does was he great. Know that he's died since then. Like, is that the implication here? How would he know that he hasn't yeah. had contact with the demon since then? I think maybe he's contacted other demons. I think it works. Maybe from the angle of like it's killed you emotionally. Because the next thing he says is, "I was there. I was depressed, Dean, because he was gone." So I, I think he's reaching. I think he's recognizing in Dean that Dean's right. a mess right now. Like he's really he's he's doing the you're not so different you and I speech. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. like he says I was suicidal and he looks at Dean when he says it. Mm -hmm. uh, to which Dean's response is I don't usually endorse suicide, but man, what stopped you? Yeah. Uh, I do like that the rehab therapist was the guy who like helped him. He's like I really benefited from the whole program. Mm -hmm. See, therapy works, you guys. Uh -huh. <laughs> The, the, like, politics of mental health in this episode are so funny. Dean just suicide-baited a serial killer. Uh-huh. <laughs> you make it sound like he sent him in on he's on also on KYS. He's, he's also a serial killer, in fairness, so... Uh-huh. He's also a suicidal serial killer. So they are not so He's good. reclaiming lateral, it. It's lateral <laughs> violence. <laughs> yeah, um... Oh, anyway, the puppy has the her demon, right? cone... Yeah, she hasn't even recovered from her surgery. Her, her mouth. And it, like, <laughs> it's funny that after we get the puppy scream, like, we see the cone roll out to be like, now you know that it's she's so dead. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Yeah, now he's got the, now he's got the dog, dog bits. He, he does his summoning. I do like the look of, like, horror and confusion on his face when he realizes the the demon's not in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems at first like it hasn't worked because they should have gone into yeah. him, but then the other guy stands up. Ooh. And I was like, oh my god, now they can gay kiss about it. It's true. But they didn't. They just hugged. They didn't. They did a, a gay little dance. They do a gay little they dance. Do do they did not do a gay little dance. kiss. I do I do love an evil gay little dance. I do so like real. the that he hugs him with the side that has the the bloody ear, so he's like pressing his cheek against him and like smearing his face with his blood. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, and then they they do like a weird like wobbly waltz around the room. Yeah, he spins him, mm -hmm. and he's proud of him. You captured all Winchester. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Yeah, he's like, yeah, you did great. Um, you, Jeffrey, my pupil. Jeffrey says, I don't want to be your pupil. I want to be yours. And Tina yeah. goes, but I'm done with you. Here my notes say, gay heartbreak, gay divorce. Yeah. He looks so happy divorce when the boyfriend. demon says, like, I'm proud of you. And then, like, when he says, I'm done with you, his, like, entire expression just, like, breaks. My work is finished. You can do everything now, all on your beautiful own. Yeah. He says, no. Um, 
And this is where the demon hits him, like I mentioned before. He hits him with a real, like, the backhand, it sends him flying. Well, he's a demon. Yep. He says, we don't do no, remember, Jeffrey? So, like, explicitly calling back to the fact that their relationship has never been good. Mm-hmm. There's the thing that's interesting, is, like, this demon apparently talents scouts, as he says. So he sought mm-hmm. out Jeffrey specifically. He found him with the serial killer he's got the gene. serial killer gene. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the vessel he's in now doesn't have the serial killer gene because Nora doesn't have it because she's a person. Um, whatever, whatever. It's not good. It's fine. I do, I do like the idea of of demons going out and like nudging people. Well, I mean, that's the thing the demons do in like the, Mm -hmm. the in in. That's the thing that they're supposed to do is tempt people to do bad stuff, right? Like, it's yeah. it's funny because that is what they're supposed to do, but they basically never do it in this show. So it's like, this guy's a legit demon who does demon stuff. Yeah. Like, this is just a That's little bit exactly more of a bioessentialist take for the bioessentialism show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, he doesn't uh, find people to turn evil. He finds evil people to convince them. Yeah, or he finds people that could be evil and like nudges them along, which again is the demon thing. It's like every yeah, every. Saying, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just pointing out, like even saying people who could be evil is like, well, sure, people then. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like every everyone's got evil in their heart. Blah blah. blah. That's the 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 Christian ideology. But uh, some people have it more than others. Some people can are more likely to be tempted. Because there is the strong and implication... that is a personal failing on your part, and you yep. should feel bad. Yep. There's the strong implication that Jeffrey never would have acted on any of this if it wasn't for the fact that he had been possessed by the demon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gay corruption. <sighs> uh-huh. And then, yeah, there's... This devil's trap does not make any sense. Where did it come from? Where did it go? <laughs> Where did it come from? Gotten yeah, I feel like maybe, like, since this is presumably Jeffrey's lair, right? Maybe Jeffrey put that there as, like, backup in case the demon turns on him or if he I got guess. the wrong demon. Like, I I guess, but it's completely not explained. I'm literally making this up. They could have had one line of Jeffrey being like, you taught me well or something. Like, I don't know. Like, you taught me not to trust people. Um... And then Dean just guns him down, so we have another... We're, we're two human murders in a row. Last time, Dean had to summon a ghost to do his dirty work for him, but this time he just killed this guy. Mm-hmm. And that, that guy last episode was a serial killer, too. It's just he didn't get his hands dirty directly, right? Mm-hmm. He was less like, I love it, it's delicious. I like to, to kill the women, and more just like, they have to pay for their crimes, but serial, serial killer is a serial killer, no matter whether or not there's, it's, a, it's psychosexual. <laughs> cool motive still murder worst motive definitely murder <laughs> no uh they do the exorcism kids free the yeah end. they're back to their usual like saving the vessel uh situation again, only when it matters well i say usual back to no. their season three <laughs> typical i guess uh-huh before ruby um then they have their little conversation afterwards right in the motel room do we have any notes before that um nope Okay, in the motel room, Sam was like, so all of, you know, Jeffrey pretending to be the victim, he was just acting. Dean says, he was a psychopath, Sam. That's what they do all the time is act, act like they're normal, act like they're not balls to the wall crazy. Meanwhile, uh-huh. Sam is seeing Lucifer. Yeah, and um, Sam's like, ugh. Not a fan of the phrasing. Not a fan of the Mm-mm. whole thing. I do think there is 
merit to the idea of once again being like Dean doesn't even know that he's saying things that are hurting Sam. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love also, that like, relationships this is just are the bad. Language of <laughs> this is just the language of of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a sanest society. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about this every time Dean says something. Mm-hmm. Rude. Every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> um and Shut up, uh, men. yeah, Sammy can't banish Lucifer anymore. Yeah, it's not working. This will carry forward until Can next you catch episode. A fucking break. No. No break. No rest for the sleepy. This is a good same episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then the fire starts because Lucifer sets his bed on fire. Yeah, he's not even allowed to go to sleep. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh yeah, and then he does the good morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. That was a, a a very popular gif back in the day. I bet. Yeah. And we... I knew about that before I actually knew about <sighs> the movie. Uh huh. And uh, we end the episode zooming on his eyes as the flame burns. Poor Sam. Poor and Sammy. That's this episode. Poor one out. Um. All right. Act facts. Uh, Nora Havelock was played by Nicole Oliver, who was. Kozui's mother in Mesa Nikoku, Naria in Escaflone, Detective Kelly Blaine in Kung Fu Legend Continues, Katsumi Liqueur in Silent Movius, Kei Karuma in Project Arms, Queen Marlena in the 2002 He-Man, Dorothy Cramp in the Cramp Twins, Maya Wei in Oban Star Racers, Makoto's mother in The Girl Who Left Through Time, Miss Bellum in Powerpuff Girls Z, Black Beauty in Eon Kid, uh, Shaharzad in the 2010 Disney 2001 Nights cartoon, Mrs. Klusky in Martha Speaks, Mayor Madison and Bob the Builder, Zoe Trent in Littlest Pet Shop, The Mom and Kate and Min Min, Queen Halbert in Lego Exo Knights, uh, Cleo's Mom in Super Monsters, Zubea in Dragon Prince, Helen Atkins in Marco Leap, and Princess Celestia in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Yes, yes. Nora has been Princess Celestia this whole time. That's so valid. Shout out. I was literally talking about, like, how... There's like three voice actors in in the greater Vancouver metropolitan area. Uh, um, Alan was played by Daniel Bacon, who was also James Rhodes in Iron Man Armored Adventures, Leo and Bob the Builder, Mark in Paranormal Solutions Incorporated, Glenn Kupner in Somewhere Between, and Orochi Ginba in Beyblade Burst. Uh, and with that, we will take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about episode 16. Out with the old. Out with the old. So this episode was written by Jenny Klein and Bob Singer, directed by John Showalter. Our cold open begins with a bunch of ballerinas shit-talking one of the other ballerinas who is apparently too good for them. Said ballerina comes into practice now that everyone else is gone, and long story short, she can't stop dancing until her feet literally fly off. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Uh... After the title card, we get Dean and Frank talking to each other. They still don't know what's going on at the coordinates that Bobby gave them. Once again, why can't we do the plot today, Sam? Well, we don't know dick about dick. Um, 
Sam is drinking insane amounts of caffeine to avoid sleeping because Lucifer is tormenting him, but they've got a case now, so Sam's issues are secondary. Uh, they head to the police station to take a look at the shoes. One of the cops has his daughter at the station, and when she leaves to the bathroom, the shoes follow her. She puts them on, but Dean and Sam manage to get to her before she can dance herself to death. Well, Cursed Object is a good guess that, uh, uh, yeah, the shoes, they're cursed. Um... <laughs> So they find a price tag and a shop name inside the shoes, so that's their next stop. We see a real estate lady and her mistreated and underpaid gay assistant talking to the shop owner. This will be important. Uh, anyway, inside the antique store that the ballerina shoes came from, they find out that the guy who was running the shop found a bunch of stuff in boxes in his mom's safe, and she died not long ago. <laughs> well, the case is full of boxes to keep cursed objects in, and he sold a bunch of them. So next we cut to a woman in a kitchen... Uh, she has an antique kettle boiling on the stove. I think we can all predict where this is going. She ends up pouring boiling, boiling water down her throat. I actually yeah. thought it was going to be so, the knife, and so the, the kettle was a well, fun... Well, they pan over, like, all the sharp utensils she's using yeah. before they show you the kettle. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fun mm -hmm. little subversion. Yeah, when I saw the kettle, I was like, oh, of course, it's an antique kettle. Um... So the cursed objects, objects that they're looking for is the tea kettle, a gramophone, and an antique porno magazine. Awesome. Uh -huh. uh, so they find this woman already dead and move on. They split up. Dean's going to the guy with the porn magazine, whose name is Peter Yankit. Uh -huh. oh, just like a moment of silence for that. <laughs> uh, and Sam is going for the gramophone. Uh, so we cut to a house where a woman has turned on the gramophone, apparently in the hopes of distracting her son from his iPad. The gramophone starts whispering to the kid, and he tries to kill his mom. This scene Luckily, was good. Sam walks in just in time. Yes, it's good. Uh, Sam walks in just in time and removes the cursed object. Dean's also been successful in his endeavors, so now they need to get everything back in the box and get it away. So Scott, the guy at the store, is talking about how he kept pushing his mom to sell the store and that the real estate lady kept pushing as well. Well, eventually she sold and died in a car crash the next day. Hmm, that's kind of weird. Mm. Uh, outside, Dean notices that the entire street has been bought up by this woman who we cut to. She's talking to one of the shopkeepers talking like I'm in a fucking fantasy novel. Um, <laughs> trying to convince him to sell his store. Uh, he refuses, and she shapeshifts him into him and snacks, snaps his neck. Uh, George, who is her her uh, mis, mis, uh, mistreated and underpaid gay <laughs> assistant, um, question, questions her actions, um, her rash decisions, and it's revealed that they're Leviathan. Um, so she threatens to eat George for fucking up her coffee and has him run to a coffee stand to get her something else. Uh, Dean is investigating this real estate company and find out that it's owned eventually by Dick Roman. So what did the Leviathan want with a bunch of little shops in Portland, Oregon? Uh, George is out getting Joyce some coffee and the barista puts an extra shot of sh sugar-free syrup and refuses to remake it. Poor George. Uh, then George sees Sam walk up to the coffee stand and he immediately calls Joyce to tell her he found them. Um... Dean and Sam are talking about what to do next, and now that they know there's Leviathans afoot, when Scott calls them asking, uh, then Scott calls them asking for help. Uh, he's touched one of the cursed objects. Um, but when the camera shifts to Scott, we see that he was pretending, and jo Joyce and George are threatening him. Joyce decides George is going to be Scott for the rest of his life when Dean and Sam come in. Now they fight, but weirdly, George is helping them. Uh, eventually, they manage to cut Joyce's head off, tell Scott to skedaddle, and then they interrogate George. He helped them because he hates Joyce, big surprise, and he wants to eat her. Weird. 
Uh, George reveals <laughs> that there's more at work than just taking over this strip mall. He admits that it's going to be a research center where they're going to cure cancer, but he won't tell them why. Uh, so then Sam and Dean drive to Frank's trailer only to find blood splattered all over the place and the place wrecked. Rip, Rip Frank, you were Frank. a legend. Sad. They were like, yeah, we need a Bobby they figure. And then they were like, no, wait, fuck, we, we hate when they have family. Uh, I was going to say, you've never wanted to eat your boss, Ash. Yeah, Ash, what happens to eat Not the rich? Eat them. <laughs> that's okay. That's that okay. Uh, okay. That's okay. You're, you're, you're fucking right. <laughs> If I think about the district manager from when I worked at Bath and Body Works for long enough, I do kind of get a little bit of a cannibalism feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emma, you liked this cold open. Um, <laughs> I think this is the funniest shit they've ever put on television. Yes. It's, it's really good. <laughs> I was getting Fucking a drink Swan while Lake Ash was giving the synopsis, but I think it is the funniest thing in the entire world to have... Okay, you know, curse ballet shoes that kill you by dancing you to death, fine. Like, Snow White's been doing that for who knows how long. But, like, literally her feet fucking her feet explode. explode. Her feet explode <laughs> off her legs. <laughs> and then the shoes are pristine. Blood course, everywhere. Uh, it's the, the, it's it, so Like, funny. she's been... What's the opposite of decapitated for feet? <laughs> I don't know if there is one. Do you? What's the Latin word for feet? Peed. <laughs> She's been depeditated. Depeditated, yeah. Yeah, it looks Hold like. On. What is it? Called? You know that bit in the Adventure Zone um, balance arc in uh, uh, Murder on the Rockport Express where yes. he's been like disarmed, yes. behanded. <laughs> um, it, it looks like that, but for her feet. Um, and there's just blood everywhere yes. because her feet fucking exploded. Like she doesn't have feet anymore. <laughs> Yeah, there's because a there's she a, danced okay. too hard. She spun in circles too fast, and now her feet exploded. Yeah, there's a above <laughs> so shot of like her corpse lying on the ground. That's just like a raspberry jam explosion around her legs with like the yes. bloody stumps of her feet. I do like it's the shot. Good. I do like the shot, especially with Swan Lake playing. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Well, also, I'm not getting anything. I don't think there's a specific word for getting your feet cut off. It's just amputation. Fair enough. Okay. Um, my favorite part of the scene is the way it rapidly cuts back and forth between her dancing and spinning and the janitor just outside, uh, who is yeah, also like dancing and spinning with his broom. He's mopping to the beat. Yeah. Not the beat, you know. He is. The, yeah, because the music is diegetic, right? Like she's listening to Swan Lake, so mm -hmm. he's like jamming out to it with the mop. And then there's a sudden blood spurt. Yeah, and he's like, because, ah! And I cannot say this enough, her feet exploded, <laughs> exploded. from spinning too fast. <laughs> there are so many other ways that you can kill someone by dancing. Yeah, like if she was there all night and like collapsed uh -huh. or dehydrated or something, or even like she broke her legs and was unable to call for yeah. help. Like you could do things, no, but like, no, her feet, feet exploded. exploded and she died it's instantly. Genius. I need to, I need to shake the hand of the person who was like, what if her feet exploded? Well, it was either Robert Singer or Jenny That's the Klein, other thing. Probably. She died instantly. Her yeah. feet exploded and then she died. Her feet exploded so hard from spinning that she just died on the spot. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's like, ballerinas I have the constitution of a horse, I guess. It's, I can't believe, like, what, what did the coroner think happened? <laughs> they said it was drugs. Dude. 
It's, that's, right, they said it was drugs. That's a cover for, I have no idea what could have caused this. That's it's the coroner true. equivalent like of ritual significance. Ritual objects. Oh. Fuck off, I just... <laughs> Y'all have the same brain Stop cell. being in my brain. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Extremely funny cold open. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot of notes for this episode because it's mostly just like things being silly and the plot moves forward a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't have very many notes. I do um, love that Dean snowy. has seen Black Swan twice and proves yeah. it. Because it's got lesbians mm-hmm. in it. But he also subconsciously wants to do ballet. Yeah. He literally has his repressed little okay. ballet desires. We'll talk about that more later. So they happened to film this at a point where we got snow in Vancouver, which is surprising. Um, it's like know, almost never snowy snow in the show. Except when they're in Tennessee, apparently, yeah. looks at the racist truck episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sam's been drinking coffee a lot. He hasn't been sleeping because Lucifer won't let him sleep, which is a bummer for him. Poor Sam. Yeah. Dean's like, you know he's not actually in there. And he's like, yeah, try telling that to the volume control in my brain. Fair. Poor Sam. This yeah. is just what it's like having ADHD or autism and getting, like, a phrase stuck in your head. <laughs> I had a phrase stuck in my head all morning, and it was awful. And now I can't even remember what it is, which is good, because if I said it, it would probably get stuck uh-huh. in my head again. Now imagine that phrase was, bite him, simmy, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean... Okay, technically I'm stealing that phrase from the Facebook Live post that was, like, John makes. I mean, Oh, bite him, Sammy, kill him. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even remember if I managed to find it the first time I mentioned it, so I'm not going to find it again. That's fine. But bite him, Sammy, kill him. Um, so they have a- See, imagine getting getting Stairway to Heaven stuck in your head so bad Uh that it will not come out. Yeah, Dean's like, that's a good song, and Sam's like, not the hundredth time. (laughs) Yeah, not 50 times in a row. Yeah. Um, So as they approach the police station to go check on the evidence, they're like, um, you know, one of these times, it's just going to be full of Iathans. And I'm like, I like that, that's fun. Mm Mm-hmm. They just have to deal with that. I don't know why the Leviathans don't- Oh, wait. Sorry, no, that was last episode. I got my notes mixed up, but- I, I'm oh. glad I read that note from last time because, yeah, that was a fun note um, of, like... Which, like, why don't the Leviathans, like, set up a case? Yeah, that'd be... That'd take be... over the police well... station and kill the Winchesters. I don't even know if they care about the Winchesters. The, the, the Winchesters have been pretty ineffective not, could absolutely towards have whatever they're planning. Yeah. He could hire a hitman. Again, we've talked about this before. Like, yeah, you could just poison their food and they'd die. <laughs> It's so easy to kill the Winchesters. We proved this uh-huh. in Mystery Spot. Uh-huh. Well, we talked about this just recently when someone put the curse in their, in their room, and I'm like, you could have just killed them. Just put a bomb in there. Oh, and uh, shut up, Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just put a bomb in there, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, what? Like, it's hard? Not enough bombs in Supernatural. So yeah, anyway, no longer <laughs> talking about the last episode. They go to this police station this time. Um... And, uh, the, um, um, go on. The the guy at the front desk, the duty officer, according to the transcript, um, is another cop of color. Yeah. 
He's not really in the episode again after this, but no, he's he only here. has like three lines. Yeah, but he is here. He's also really terrible at his job. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Who are you?" And they like show him the show him the FBI ID, and he's like, oh, "Okay." Okay, actually, the worst person in this police station who is worse at their job is, is the, this evidence. Is the, guy. I was about to say, is yeah. the like take your daughter to work day guy? <laughs> yeah. There is no explanation for why she why his daughter is here. <laughs> She just didn't... Yeah, why would they let her into the evidence? She's just, like, in here doing homework. Or, like, drawing or something. Yeah. I did think that she, like, stole the shoes. Um, no, they did just, like, appear in the bathroom. Um, so yeah, at least she didn't, like, smuggle them out behind his back, which would be really funny. This big um, uh, object of power from Control vibes. Just these cursed shoes. Control's good. It is fun that they just, like, appear to you. Yeah. They, they, they... When they appear in the back of the Impala, yeah. it's so menacing. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you get there? Yeah. Did you walk? That trunk is... Oh, I guess this is not the Impala. Um, I was going to say, like, this trunk is a lockbox oh, against, like, demon shit. It's weird that it can get out, but this is just a car. It's just a car. It's just, like, a Mustang or some shit. prepared it. Um, we, got, we got two cases of... I mean, I guess the second child isn't in danger, but we have two, like, tense scenes with children in this episode. Yeah, she... she Puts the shoes on, does her dance. The boys thankfully stop her. I did. I, it is really funny that as they are trying to like grab her and get the shoes off of her, she keeps kicking them in the face and going, sorry, sorry. Yeah, really it's funny. It's so funny. She kicks Dean in the head twice and he deserves it. <laughs> her eyes, there's like a shot of her. Her eyes are bugging out of her head. She's like, oh shit, what's happening? She does have like really good scared child yeah. eyes. Yeah. She does. She does look like she's gonna piss her pants, and yeah. it's good. <laughs> um, I like that the tag for the t- antique store is just conveniently on the bottom of the shoes, and also they were only sixteen dollars. That's a steal. Literally, yeah, that's not bad for shoes, <laughs> especially like antique shoes. Like nice maybe. ballet shoes, yeah. Anyway, um, they go check out. No, then the shoes appear in the back seat. Sam's like, "Are those in your size?" Um, because Dean yeah, is in like fact change size. It's so being, good. Being uh-huh. targeted. Apparently, um, at the at least at the very least, good ballet shoes are gonna net you forty five dollars. So yeah, this is a steal. I see why this ballerina got them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mostly, I'm just amazed that the the sticker didn't get sweated. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, I guess she wasn't wearing them for very long. Listen, the blood explosion didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're pristine after the blood explosion, so. <laughs> That's true, I suppose. So yeah, when when Dean, um, when uh, when it's like, oh, does Dean want to uh, want to dance? Sam's like, what, Dean? Are you getting the urge? He's like, yeah, to Prince Siegfried myself into oblivion. Dean knows Prince Siegfried from Swan Lake. What a nerd. Yeah, he washed Black Swan. Yeah, but he so... like he like remembers that part. He remembers it. He wants mm-hmm. to be a ballet dancer. I bet you did. Uh-huh. Gamble era yeah, Dean Sam's is like... like, I can hold so much repressed femininity. <laughs> Not that ballet dancing is inherently feminine, but to Dean it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it sounds like you really did watch Sam Lake. And then we meet the uh, two horrible real estate leviathans. I love these guys. Yeah, it's they're a so terrible awful. girl boss. She is so rude uh-huh. to George. She is such an. <laughs> What's asshole. the thing? Like the first thing that he says, um, is like, 
I don't think he's like, gonna sell. I, he's actually I don't think he's thinking sell. this is not your strong, not your strong suit, George. George. Yeah, and then he's carrying everything, and she like they both walk over to their ver- their sides of the car. Like he goes all the way around, is like walking through the snow with his like five bags, and then she just stands there and goes like the door, and then he scurries all the way back around and like awkwardly opens up her door with both his hands full and like uses his elbow to shove it open it's really funny yeah it's oh god poor george and then sam and dean just start walking past them it's a it's a really nice transition and sam's got the shoes on like a stick that he's like holding out like it's a booger like they're boogers <laughs> it's so or like good. a dirty diaper or something it is very fun it's just walking across the street looking like a absolute weirdo also, the box that had the slippers in them have, has, like, an evil magic sigil on it. Yeah, that's to keep the curse inside. I know, it's Remember? great, like, this is, this is the most cursed box ever. I love, I love Scott because, like, he found the safe. The safe is covered in occult it's symbols. It's absolutely covered in them. And then them. he found boxes inside of the safe with more occult sy- symbols on them. What the fuck did you think was gonna happen? Like, he uh, thought his mom like was a weirdo. a fucking... Yeah, but like, I don't That's believe... like walking into a fucking pyramid and being like, oh, yeah. why did I get the mummy's curse? Because you went into the mummy curse area. This is not a place of honor. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't believe in the occult, but if I saw a safe just like covered in, in magic sigils, I'd be like, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to push my luck. Dean brings out more of the boxes as they're interrogating this guy. I would especially not sell the ballet shoes that are probably cursed for like a third of their price. Yeah. Yeah. You can sell, you can sell possibly cursed objects on eBay for like so much money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can Um, find like the um, ghost facers and sell it to them. They'll love it. They'll mm -hmm. give you so much money. I miss the ghost facers. They're still out there. I know. Uh, hey, next that's up, a we side got this... character who hasn't died yet. That's true. Just the Ghost Facers collective. Next up, we get this tea kettle scene. Uh, this scene is well shot. Uh, the close up on her cutting the food is really good. The slow. It was so scary. I was so scared knives. for her fingers. Yeah, yeah Sam. No, She's she doing a really good job cutting those vegetables, but it's yeah. very scary. Her 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 fingers are not. No, yeah, she's not. She doesn't have proper form. I think that was probably on purpose to make us nervous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it worked. Also, she has like a bigger sense coupon somewhere. And she was she somewhere. was chopping so fast. Oh, I didn't notice. The and I was like, oh, coupon. girl. And then she looked away, and I was like, girl, your fingers are gonna be gone when you look back down. Yeah. Anyway, she does the boiling water. Yeah, thing. she pours it's the water horrible. in her mouth. In her I mouth, it's grody. Yeah. Yeah. The effect looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it looks like when you pour boiling water down your Probably throat. Probably not like but... that, but it's fine. <laughs> it may as well be. It's okay. I, I bought it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, um, that's, yep. that's ter- terrifying. Okay, so Sam and Dean go look yep. for the next ones. Um, they find the tea kettle. They report the body. We got the Mister Yankin joke. They, yeah. Sam's like, I wonder how her. old. Wonder how old porn kills you. You're like, I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, if it's anything like the ballet shoes. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 your dick blows up and die instantly. <laughs> Oh, God. 
Oh, Ash, thank you for the mental picture you just gave me. (laughs) You're so welcome, bestie. Uh, so we get this iPad baby. (laughs) That's literally what I wrote. She is. I also have iPad kid in my notes. (laughs) We're entering the generation of iPad children. Yeah. Anyway, Timmy is listening to this gramophone that goes like, "Hey, pst." It's me, boy. The PS5. It's great. It's really Heard good. Of your mom. What's it? Is there? Does it say what the? It's like so quiet on purpose in the show. Does the transcript have the dialogue that it says? It says, "Hey, Timmy, come all here. It, all I have it a says secret is for like, you. Timmy, hey, come Timmy, here. I want to tell you something." It's very um. Uh, we all float down here. It's very it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Timmy goes and gets a knife. Sam comes yep. in in time to save the mom. Just in time. This scene was really tense. I was really nervous. Because, yeah. like, he could have stabbed her. Like, the, like the neither of these characters matter. I'm like, oh, is this about to be the worst day of their lives? And now Sam saves them. I was like, whew. Oh, a big sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could have had a Jody situation. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. I was like, oh, Supernatural wouldn't show a child killing their parent. No, they yeah. would. They, they have. would and they have. Also, Sam is so, like, grumpy all the time this episode yeah he's so sleepy he's like he walks in and just like grumps all over this almost murder scene (laughs) yeah and he's allowed to do that i'm not i'm not being sam crit here he should be as grumpy as he wants forever yeah he says like kid this would be a good time for a lesson in gratitude lucky for you i'm too tired as he's putting on his yellow gloves to pick up this gramophone and get it out of here because yeah the kid's like hey that's my cursed gramophone (laughs) Yeah. That's my murder PS5. Um, Sam and Dean check back in with each other. Dean's got the porn that he's also holding in yeah. the evil box. Just in like, time, too. All, like, full hands out. Sam goes, what was he doing? What do you think he was doing, Sam? <laughs> right? Did you think he bought it for the articles? Anyway, they go talk to Scott. I like this um, delivery on, like, so my mom wasn't just some whack job, huh? This stuff is real. He's, like, so tired when he says it. He's like, oh, man, I didn't need to learn this today. Damn, a cult. Yeah. Man, he's real bummed like your about it. grandma just died. You have to get rid of all her shit. Yeah. You feel really guilty. And then you find out that a bunch of her shit's cursed. Like, ugh, fucking sucks, yeah. man. Yeah, he's, mm. like, real bummed about and guilty over, like, not believing her. Um, then we get the reveal that she died the day after agreeing to the sale. Um, the boy's like, huh, that's Dean, suspicious. Dean gives him a hot tip about grief. Yeah, uh, he says, feeling guilty ain't gonna bring him back. Best you can do is live your life the way you think would make her proud. Well, or at least or not, at least not embarrass the crap out of her, which is cute. Yeah. He's gotta step what on his own moments a little in, bit. Uh, what is that line in Dead in the Water? Oh, I don't know. I try to make her proud. I think about her every day. She would have wanted me to be brave, etc. Mm. Yeah, that. Mm. Thank you. We haven't gotten them talking about their mom in a long time, huh? Yeah. Mary doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, John's not around, so keep bringing her up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then Dean starts seeing that the the realtor is here. Um. This is very funny. This is the plot of my Millennium. Sorry, I said the name of the thing. This is the plot of my Void Heart Symphony game. <laughs> Spooky realtor buying. Up I a love bunch of not places. knowing what the other games I'm not in are uh-huh. about. Oh, you'll yeah, <laughs> it's fun. There's gonna be a yeah, it's fun. Um, 
we got this scene where uh, I like that Joyce this and guy George bully Mr. Marshall. Mr. Marshall's like smoking a big fat cigar during this scene. Right? He's set in like, his ways. My brother, this is like 2012. You are uh, not allowed to smoke indoors. Also, I love that both of them Especially are not in, in Portland, Oregon. like the most vibrant red jackets. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's great. It's great it's costuming. Really costuming. Jinx. <laughs> yep, Jinx. Mm-hmm. Um I do think it's fun that Joyce is like, I wish you the best of luck with the rest of your life. What uh-huh. little there is left of it <laughs> yeah, immediately kills, kills him. I do also like that, that Mr. Marshall is like, you bungled it. I was gonna buy I was gonna buy, but then like your your words were so disingenuous that you bungled it. I don't wanna sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hurt itself in its confusion. <laughs> yeah. Also very funny that she like snaps his neck instead of suffocating him because they're going to pretend that like he burned to death in his cigars situation in uh-huh. his bed. Um, a broken neck is going to pretty clearly show up if anybody looks into it at all. Yeah. Right. They Especially if everybody's much, dying right after they sell. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I guess like George does make the point that like she should not have done this, right? Like he talks about that yeah. later. He's like, she's too, yeah. she's, she's too kill happy. She's too impatient. Yep. Also, the way she just looks at him when he's like, he like calls her out. She's like, you know, Mr. Roman doesn't like us calling attention to ourselves. And she just like crosses her she arms. She gives him and a look like he's look. slime. Yeah. And then he just backs off. Like, she doesn't even say anything. It's good. Um, And then he. She when bullies he's like, him about the coffee. Well, even before that, he's like, so what should I do with the body? And like mm-hmm. a big smile shows up on her face. And she's like, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is her fifth assistant since taking this body. Uh-huh. <sighs> she definitely ate four people. She needed to go. Like, she's a loose cannon. Right. I really like the trope. Listen, if George didn't eat her, Dick would have. I really like the trope of the um underling who is on I I like the trope of the underling who the big boss would agree with but there's a shitty middle manager between them that he's stuck with and so even though he's right he has like he has to be wrong because the person above him is wrong and he can't do anything about it because he can't go past her because he's below her in the hierarchy mm-hmm. I really like that I always find that trope fun mm-hmm. That is fun I I I know you just described very specifically what's happening here. Can you think of another example where that happens? Um, it it's very funny. The thing that most comes to mind is like Order of the Stick. <laughs> but no, no, um, I'll take your word for it. That's fine. Uh, I don't know. It's like a common thing in in uh this sort of like evil overlord type infrastructure of the like the little minion that like is actually not even has some good points, but is just like beleaguered to the point of being like, I don't even. Lo- oh, that guy in Star Wars, the redhead, Hux. H- Hux. Yeah, that one. I mean, isn't it? Wasn't Hux's whole thing is that he's secretly a good guy? Spoilers for Star Wars. Oh yeah, well he was. Yeah, he was a turncoat the yeah. whole time. If I had a nickel for every redheaded turncoat <laughs> in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> uh. But like he he is the beleaguered type where where Kylo Ren is like the 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 loose cannon and he's like really I gotta deal with this bitch. Mm-hmm. I do think it's funny that she's coded as a bitch by having a coffee order that is two <sighs> four seven, like twelve words long. 
Well, it's the same as as Dick Roman. He had the really uh, specific coffee order too. I'm like, oh, the Leviathans really like their really specific coffee orders. I guess <laughs> they love human I like culture. My specific coffee. Orders. I mean, I I think it's shorthand for the like overbearing like business person vibe that they all have. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. extremely specific coffee order that they will get mad at you if you like vary from. But uh, yeah, anyway, he goes to get her her coffee. Um, oh, I guess we Sam see and Dean do a little exposition. Dean, yeah. Um, When's the scene? Nothing where... really happens in the scene. Sam it's just and kinda... him. Yeah. Sam um... calls Frank. Oh, we get the we get the Frank Clyder who's like, "Can a dog play poker?" And Dean's like, "I don't know how to respond to that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam falls asleep on the road. Uh huh. Extremely bad for him. Yeah. Uh huh. He, he nearly gets very nearly gets hit by a truck. He just wakes up in time to swerve. It's bad. Sam, you need to go to a bed. Like at least okay, pull to the that, side but... of the road and stay <laughs> that there. That truck driver did not try to stop at all. No. I have. My family is full of freaks, so <sighs> to entertain themselves, they watch car crash videos. Oh my god! Not like car crash videos, but like. Your family is full of freaks. Like, I was like, that's a little harsh. No, your like, family's full like of freaks. Like driving fail videos. Like not not like where anyone gets hurt or anything, but like they watch people do dumb things and, and get in car accidents. Um, okay. I've seen plenty of, of, of 18 wheelers lose control or nearly hit somebody on an icy freeway. They will tip that shit over into the ditch uh-huh. to avoid you. That truck driver gave no uh-huh. fucks. <laughs> He was like, if he dies, he dies. Uh, now we're at the scene I want to talk about, which is this beleaguered barista. Oh, wait, hold this... on. I have a joke to make, oh, which okay. is that in order to show that Sam is so, so sleepy, he's like out of focus. He's all blurry because we're using Sam vision to look at Sam. He's uh... blurry. He's perfect for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> blurry for blurry. Oh, my God. I think we make this we joke, make this every, joke time. every time Sam is out of focus, but it's so funny. <laughs> it is very funny. I've forgotten about it anyway. Anyway. Um, I love this down. scene so much. This stupid detail of like, oh yeah, the second pump's free. First of all, I mean, first of all, I like this. Second of all, though, what in what situation would the second pump be free and like you don't get to choose like what if i don't want a second pump sir what if i don't want that much what is it vanilla yeah i think it's sugar free syrup or vanilla syrup or something it's some kind of flavor i, can, I can't even have like what i said it's some kind of flavor yeah sugar free something i can't even have like when i get like lotuses at coffee shops i have to have them half everything because otherwise it makes my tummy upset Half the lotus, half the flavoring. Like, just give me more water. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't blame Joyce for spitting it out. Frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is. I, this... I think this is the most barista-looking barista I've ever I know. Seen. Yeah, he's got literally like, so true. Long he looks, curly that, hair. It's him. It's Portland, Oregon. Yeah, he's got a he's got a big scarf on because it's cold outside. <laughs> he's got like a like a patterned sweater. He's great. He's a great. Yeah. He goes. Character. How about you eat me? George, very, very seriously, don't tempt me. And I'm like, if I were this guy, like, are you flirting with me? What's <laughs> right, happening right, here? Right. Um, yeah, I love. She's like, that's very nice. Uh, no, he's like, there's people in the line. I'm here all alone, so enjoy the free pump. And then Sam shows up next. Like, can I get a triple red eye, please? And he goes, it's your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. This is the same this is, is like, the same drink he ordered in the flashback in um The Girl oh, Next Door. So right. Or Damn. Is that what the episode's called? Yeah. And I think that's exactly what the barista then said too. Okay, I'll go check. <laughs> People will look at Sam joke. Winchester and be like, do not give this man caffeine. He needs it. Well, I guess he's been chugging it. Sam, you're gonna have a heart attack. Is that what you want, Sam? You want Dean to have to bring you back because you had a heart attack from caffeine? Um, They're gonna have to yes, find another he does, faith healer? He does order a triple red eye, but the vendor just goes, okay. Okay, he gives him a, okay, kid, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, George tells Joyce that Sam is here. Um, He gets yelled at for thinking that he could dare to eat Sam. Um, um, you see a Winchester, you don't eat him. You tell me, and I eat him. <laughs> Again, just like, I love a terrible middle manager. It's really funny. Literally. And then she just, like, keeps talking over him until he stops trying to talk. Uh-huh. Um, she does the icon- iconic, nope! Yeah, nope! It, it's very funny. Terrible behavior, <laughs> but so funny. Her, it's so funny. This poor guy. Her excuse here is like, well, what? Am I just supposed to tell Dick that you ate him without any evidence? Like, I have to be the like, one I to tell him. I think he ate him, but I wasn't there. It's very funny. It's like, you're all part of the same organization. Yeah, you're like kind of a hive mind. Yeah, but no, it has to be a win for her. Uh-huh. It has to go on her quarterly report. Yep. <laughs> She's like going, no, 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 no. She goes toward him. And then she's like, blah, my drink is wrong. Yeah. Then Dean talks to Frank. Um, Dean pulls a little switcheroo and pulls one of Frank's lines back on him from earlier. It's a nice callback. Um, Frank says, if you dig deep, if you dig down deep, it's all dick. Lovely. Uh-huh. Thanks for that. The, yeah. The Leviathans are everywhere. They're like buying up property all over the place. It's quite eerie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. to mention, we have and, like and- international stuff mentioned earlier in this episode. Oh, which is yeah. Unusual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I like how it's like the the reason it's eerie is because like it's so it's so random. Yeah, it's, it's so like innocuous. what are they doing? Like there is I, what yeah. are they doing? Like it's not just bigger sense. Yeah. and the fun thing is it's, I it's actually have no idea what they're Wisconsin. doing. They're curing cancer. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I know a little bit about season eight, so I can maybe make a guess at where the direction of the season is going. But I have no idea how to get from here mm-hmm. to there. I can't. I don't remember. <laughs> um. So they go to Antique Star Guy, and they force him to be like, oh no, come help me. And uh, Joyce is like fixing herself up and getting ready for her for her big, big dinner <laughs> for her munchy times. Yeah. <laughs> like looking at her makeup in the mirror. Very funny. She puts her scarf in Scott's mouth. She's like, you don't have any more lines. Uh-huh. Um, the Winchesters do, in fact, show up, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Joyce tells Scott first that he's going to have to turn it. Uh, sorry, tells George that he's going to have to turn into Scott and take over his life for 30 years so nobody notices he's gone missing. And George is like, um, uh-huh. I would literally rather be dead. But he doesn't say that. He just waits for the Winchesters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where he's this is where this is like the straw that broke the camel's decides. back. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I like that this guy's name is Scott Freeman. He's Scott Free. Yeah, it's cute. Lots of fun little names in this mm-hmm. episode, apparently. Yeah, did we mention her name is Joyce, Joyce Bickleby? Bickleby. 
Mm-hmm. Where's uh, where's uh, Jers uh, Bumperam? <laughs> That's for all you Dark Souls fans out there. <laughs> there's uh, there's um, two crows in Dark Souls named Picklepea and Pumperum. Oh, I see. Um, Joyce, I really like when monster bad guys use corporate speak. It's so funny to yeah. me. Joyce is like, just so you can put names to the faces that'll be eating you. I'm Joyce. This is my assistant George. She's so funny. Uh huh. It's so funny. They love, they love this shit. They're great. This is the thing. I love the Leviathans. This is a great Leviathan episode. These, like, two freaks are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking um, of, then they have their little tussle. Little fight, and then yeah. George is like, dunk me before she sees. Uh-huh. He's like, there's a bucket full of that stuff you love to throw at us over there. <laughs> it's really good. I love how he doesn't even know what it is. He just knows that if it comes in a bucket with a mop. Yeah. You get thrown um, through a table, sword? a bunch of glass explodes. George Sorry, points out that there's a sword, um, conveniently, I guess. I thought this yes. was a magic sword because I looked away it's for two seconds sword. and I was like, where does the sword come from? Um, no, it's just like in the case. Dean gets thrown it's through a door. Sword. I like that yeah. Dean has been smashed through like a, like a whole bunch of glass and is not bleeding. He's fine. <laughs> He's totally He's fine. fine. He has uh his he's got uh, Harry Dresden's reinforced magic coat. Um so yeah, Sam cuts off her head. Uh the mannequin head that they use looks bad. It's it looks so it looks, bad. It is so it is, clearly it is fake. It's the fakest thing in the world. It's like a Barbie doll head. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's like those Barbie heads that you practice like hairstyling yeah. on. And they know it looks bad, As too, because when Dean picks it up, the face is facing away from the camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I missed the first time around that he puts her head in the safe. That's very funny. <laughs> That's smart. That's a good place to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam and Dean tell Scott to get out of here. Dean yeah. says specifically, don't look back until you get someplace where you don't speak the language, which is interesting uh-huh. to me. Just this gesturing towards... I mean, they control America yeah. now. The yeah, well, Frank also says they control like most of Asia. So yeah, that's true. I I was gonna say to Canada it is, but they speak English in Canada. <laughs> go to Montreal specifically. Go to French Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quebecois. I like that the all throughout the synopsis, Ash was calling George gay. He's that's not actually true, but he's just a little guy. <laughs> not textually. Uh huh. He he gives me put upon gay assistant vibes. That's okay. Fine. He is he is great. He is just a little guy. He's such a little weirdo. He's like Like the way he delivers, I am dying to know what that bitch tastes like. But he yeah. like, like that that's gay pity. Gay, gay pettiness. Claps his hands together and rubs them and leans forward. He's like, thanks for chopping your head off for me. Yeah, it's so funny. He's like a little manic in the scene in a way that's great. Uh-huh. It's yeah, so he's good. getting to let loose now that he doesn't have to worry about getting in trouble for speaking. Mm-hmm. This is before yeah, he's she having a, he's having a good time. It's like a Christmas present. Yeah. How about that head? Let me let me let me chomp up chomp up. Yeah. Go to, he's to having go to such dinner. a good time, but no. Oh, that's what that note means. <laughs> and then both uh both Sam and Dean look off to the side as they sit there and think about it for a second and they're like, No. What's up, Ash? Did you discover the meaning like, of one you of your notes? Stay dead? Oh, I have a, a note that says that head key smash, oh. and I was like, "What the fuck?" Does that <laughs> Give me mean? that head, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, How about that head, huh? Uh, 
I like that he's like, I'm a West Coast representative. I barely know where Wisconsin is. Yeah, Extremely that's the West funny. Coast. Literally yeah. me. Literally me. I don't know where Wisconsin is on a map, and I I forget about Ohio regularly. <laughs> or Iowa. Iowa's is that not Ohio real. or Iowa? Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Um, when they hold the, he is such a little freak. When they're holding the sword up to his neck, he like reaches and like takes a bit of like her like neck blood yeah. or like neck meat that's still like on the blade and puts it in his mouth. Her goop. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, mm. he, it's he's so funny. Yeah, this um, is where like we're yeah, everywhere. He says, like, we're gonna cure cancer, whatever that we're means. Here to help. Baffling. Mm -hmm. Um, then we have Bad Moon Rising. As yeah. Dean yeah. drives Sam to sleep. Real quick, they killed him and chopped him up and put him in that safe, right? I don't know. I guess. Because you don't see it happen. Because well, they, they say, are you going to keep killing? He, he, he says, like, you don't have to worry about me. I am like a nobody here. I'm just, you know, selling real estate. And Dean says, are you going to keep killing people who sign on the dotted line? And he says, no. We're not actually supposed to do that. So... Yeah, but he's a monster. Yeah, like, I'm not sure, like, maybe it's implied that they let him go? I don't know. I think they killed like, him and put him in that safe. fit within the, the, like, character of the show. Because they have that, like, big, um, like, trailer attached to their truck that's, like, got all the antiques and stuff in it. But, like, presumably they also took, uh, they also took, um, Miss Bickleby with her head in that safe. So, like... Okay, I checked I the wiki page to see if he was going to reappear. I shouldn't have done that. I did get a little bit spoilered. It okay. does say it's not clear if they decapitated him or let him go. Um, that wasn't the spoiler. Okay. So I think uh, we might hear him. of him again, but we don't see him again. Okay, I got to go look at his Wikipedia. And then, yeah, we get Bad Moon Rising, and I always like Bad Moon Rising. That's a good song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bad Moon Rising and Supernatural 2! And exactly. uh, as the song implies, something bad's about to happen. As, uh, yeah, Rip to Frank, his mm -hmm. house has been destroyed. It's all smashed mm -hmm. up. There's it's broken glass everywhere and blood. For, so for my last note, I just have the word damn. Yep. I'm going to post a screen cap of this so we can put it in the refs. Because, yeah, they smashed this place to shit. Mm -hmm. Someone went crazy with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh. God, this show sucks. <laughs> Great. Can't wait to learn what that is. Um, yeah. we, we're like back to back, like, uh oh, things are bad cliffhangers. Like, we're coming up on the end of the season here. We only got like, what, six episodes left? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, seven. No, seven. Because there's seven, 23 cause episodes now. Yep. How are we going to do that? That's right. are, are we going to do all of them at once? Like, like the la are we going to do three or are we going to do one? Yeah, I guess we'll just do the last three. I guess so. And have a That'll be a long, long episode. Yeah. Episode. Well, we used to do three three episodes. At yeah, a time. we used to be we less loquacious. <laughs> we used to know how to shut the fuck yeah, up. We don't know how to shut the fuck up anymore. We've been we've been poisoned by time. But you guys are still here, listeners. Still, yeah. So true. All right. Well, speaking of which, um, oh, I have to do actor facts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. we didn't talk about this episode overall. This is fun. This is a fun episode. I love some cursed objects. The Leviathans and this are great. I just, I like this one. Yeah, I had fun I don't fun know what to say one. about it, but it was fun. It was mm -hmm. an episode of this show. I was not mad about yep. anything in it. <laughs> um, okay. 
Uh, George was played by Brian Cuprell, who was also Danny P in the Janet Gray show. I have no idea what that is. I'm going to look it up because I want to know. Um, Joyce Bickleby was played by Mary Page Keller, who was Amanda Kirkland in Ryan's Hope, Sally Frame in Another World, Laura Kelly in Duet and Open House, Maggie Campbell in Baby Talk, Ricky Wilder in Camp Wilder, Sandy Gennaro in Joe's Life, Iris Bean and Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane, uh, which is the name of a television show, apparently, and Sarah Carver in Chasing Life. Um, the Jada Grace show is about a Oh, he is he is like the the other main dude in that show. Jenna Gray show is about like a a eleven year old like music genius who goes to Hollywood, mm. and he's her manager or whatever. Is a Disney show? It gives Disney show vibes. It's not. All right. Um. So that's us. Okay. Yeah. Next, Next week we have the Born um... Again Identity, which I am excited for because I know something about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know how to say this without spoilers. Like, um, it's got Misha Collins in it. <laughs> <laughs> then okay. we have listen. It's gonna it. Why it's gonna see it when when they show up all the guest stars? Okay. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a a two minute spoiler. It's fine. Okay. Um, party on Garth. I assume has Garth in it. I don't know this one. Mm-hmm. That I think it's another monster of the week. Oh hey, and then after that is the girl with the Dungeons and Dragons oh, tattoo. Oh my god, we're making progress. No, it's not. Do I get to? I I'm, am I gonna get to talk about? Oh, the- sorry, no. Okay. Uh, it will be. 20, it will be the next it- week after that. But All right, then I'll get to talk about Dungeons yes. and Dragons. <laughs> I've been waiting my yes. whole life for this yes, moment. That's what I thought. Nobody's you'd say, you ever let me talk about Dungeons player. and Dragons before. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know in OD and D? Uh, Gary Gygus oh didn't God. specify what the haste and slow spells did. The slow spell text just said it does the opposite of what the haste spell text does. But the haste spell text just says the range of the spell and how many people you can cast it on. It does not say what it does. Incredible. <laughs> Figure it out, yeah, bitch. That's OD and in a nutshell. It's like this is a, this is barely a game. This is a package of ideas. Figure the rest out yourselves. Speaking of figuring the rest out yourselves, um, you're done with us. Now you have to go figure out what to do with yourself. Uh, just like Frank, we're gone, and uh, good luck. <laughs> You've just stumbled onto the wreckage of the Word of God recording studio that doesn't exist. <laughs> Covered in blood as Bad Moon Rising yep, plays in, in the, the background, background, diegetically on your car radio. Mm-hmm. What do you do next? I see a bad moon rise. I see troubles on the way on Word of Godcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share-alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description. <laughs>